0: Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and I'm very, very grateful and very, very blessed to have the lovely Audrey with me. Audrey is now my posing coach, and we have been going back and forth quite a lot of things. She's not only helped me with my posing, obviously, but with Compaq, you might have noticed there's a couple of extra shoes especially with the WBFF and the fashion fitness range and you know I can't get any give any credit for myself. Audrey has been fantastic with helping me with that so we're going to be talking about a mixture of things. Things relating to confidence, insecurities, a lot of things that are related to posing itself so I'm very very excited for this episode. Welcome so much Audrey to the podcast and uh, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you. Michael.
0: So the first thing I want to talk about is like myself with when I first came to you. You probably, when I first came to Audrey, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've never been so nervous in my life for a posing session. And everyone seemed really surprised by that. But I think Audrey can like agree that I was just a bit of a hot mess. And I remember saying to you, oh, I've, ne- like, I've never done this style of posing before. I'm really nervous. And the first thing you said to me from the word go was like, I've heard it all before.
1: The most common thing I get said to me is, Audrey, I, this is completely out of my comfort zone. I've never done this before. I'm shitting my pants. And that's, they always think they're the only student emailing me saying that or messaging me saying that. That is 99% of my students. Otherwise, you wouldn't need me. I, I have, I always start with when you did your one-to-one, you sent me a check-in video first so I could just see where you're at. Just, yeah. I just want to see your body. I want to see how you're moving. And everyone who sends it also says, oh, this is really shit, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, if you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't have hired me. That's the whole point of hiring me is because you shouldn't know what you're doing. <laughs> so it's a, it's absolutely common, but for some pe- reason, people think everybody else knows what they're doing and I'm the only one that's the true beginner. And that's not the case at all. I rarely see somebody or hear a different story. It's, uh, it's my first time, I've never done this before, it's out of my comfort zone. Period. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. And everyone's like, even for me, I've been competing for a number of years now, and I even I felt I still felt the nerves because for me, going from more bodybuilding style into the more fitness fashion, I've never actually been taught. Like I've always very much winged it, and I've never actually been taught the like the foundations that you have. So yeah, I think it, sometimes it was it was nice though. I actually felt like a beginner again, which was a weird feeling, but it was a nice feeling.
1: That's awesome though. Because every coach teaches differently. Like I I, I have an extreme eye for extreme detail. You know, if, perhaps if you hired someone else, they would have given you a fancy routine with a thousand moves and a thousand hand movements the first class and they would have been, you would have been like, wow, look at the coach do it she looks so great. And then you would have done it and looked like an idiot. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, that's not, that's not my style of teaching. I want to, you know, b- build up the foundation of the house first before I put the walls up, before I paint the house, before we put the Christmas tree up. And, um, you know, we only had the one lesson so far, but look how much you've learned in that one lesson. And that's going to stay with you forever because you're not just coming to the one-to-one, you're also then practicing with my videos yes. at home. So I'm literally with you 24 seven. So you can never make a mistake. This is the great thing about how I have my system now is you do the session, you also, you know, you take your iPhone out and you film the homework, you film anything that that's extra. And then everything is practiced with my online posing video library with mm-hmm. up close angles. So I'm literally in your house almost every single day. You're like, <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: literally pretty much like what sort of things like in terms of like insecurities for me it was being in my off season you know I would say I'm fairly confident but we all know that posing in your off season can be quite a I think like a mental challenge and like how often is that kind of coming out when you are speaking to people when they are like starting their posing sort of journey with you
1: what I always say is it's very cultural as well in England your culture is taught you're not supposed to show off or you'll get laughed at that is part of your culture that is much different than a, say a brazilian who's grown up on the beach doing the merengue dancing yeah. being very free in their body hugging and kissing their family expressing themselves physically the english culture we've you frown on showing off but yet everyone's entered a contest because they want their beyonce moment they want to feel that but there is a block on English people. And again, mm. I've taught English. I've taught your kind. I've taught I've taught in England for 13 years. And I do joke that if I'd started in a different country, perhaps I wouldn't have been as successful. Mm. The English needed me you know, to, to get them out of their shell. And yes, there is a block. So when I teach, first I teach the posing. I teach, put your foot here, put your angles here. I teach the basic. I choose a pose that suits you. Mm-hmm. I adapt it. I It's for you. We learn the technical first. Now, everyone can learn the technical with me. It might take them three times longer than you, but mm. they will learn it. Mm. And they're very happy to learn it, even though, again, some will take a bit longer. Yeah. Then I switch to teaching stage presence, personality, how to shine, how to like bring it out. And this is where the block is always there at the beginning. And then it's just a matter of time. If they do the homework I assign, and you haven't got to my stage presence training yet. No. <laughs> But everyone hates that first. And I have to like, you know, really give the pep talk of just trust me. I've been doing this for 13 years. And sometimes they have an idol of mine that, you know, a student, they're like, Oh, I love, I love Chloe's routine. And I'm like, Well, Chloe did this with me too. She's been with me since 2014. So sometimes I have to do like little tricks like that. Well, your idol did these tricks with me, these exercises. They're like, Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like, how do, how do you get a child to eat their vegetables? You need little tricks yeah. to make them eat their vegetables, right? Yeah. So, um, and I always say like, performers will say you cannot learn stage presence like in dance school they don't teach you stage presence when you go on a 3 year dance degree mm. they don't teach you that they teach you steps they teach you timing they teach you all the all the technical stuff and then some people might have it and then some people don't but i actually do teach it this mm. is not taught anywhere like i've come up with my methods because i've been a performer i've been an actress a dancer i've been hosting presenting I've worked professionally. i modeling modeling school as a child was my first thing that I was in, and I was doing fashion shows as a child. Mm. So I've been on stage. I've done great performances, and I've done really horrible performances. And I've learned well how do I make my my audition? Like say I go to for an acting audition, which is very quick. It doesn't matter that you you've spent years studying, and you know you you, you go in, you have five minutes on the spot with people staring you down Mm -hmm. and you really realize how prepared you need to be when you do bomb and i've bombed a lot of times in acting auditions but you go back and you go okay what could i have done differently in a high pressure situation like that and it's like you i've learned over you know 50 years old so i've learned over 50 years and that's what i teach to my students everything that i've done wrong everything i've done well and because i've performed in so many different capacities but it's also from teaching the teacher i was 13 years ago it's like every year I'm coming up still with more tricks, more ways to get, get people to perform. Even the, how posing has evolved. The poses I was teaching, um, you know, seven years ago, those, they've been copied so much. I don't do them anymore. I'm always like, hey, what am I going to do now? It's like just yes. posing to me is like fashion. It does minorly change. And what I did seven years ago is not one with the technical, it's slightly different now. And also with how the stage presence, you know, it's always evolving and getting better. So that's why like, you know, I couldn't, I I couldn't, if I was still like 2007 teacher, it's it's like, I have to evolve as a teacher because there's, there's so much more to always teach to people.
0: What do you think has changed the most in the industry in general since you've come into it and since you've been doing what you're doing? What has changed the most, do you think?
1: So I started, I, I competed in 2007. There was one show in the UK for bikini and fitness model, one. And there was three of us in that show and not three in my category, three in the entire show. And one was a friend of mine who came to carry my bags and she entered on the spot that's how small the industry was. That was a show called Fame, which doesn't exist anymore, and it was a show from Canada. That was the only show for the first four years, 2007, 8, 9, 10, and then eleven. Two 2011 is when other shows started popping up, but it was such a... Sp- small industry like uh, UK um, BFF started that year with like I think it was five girls and Michelle Brannon who was my student with fame who's now you know IFEB pro and am- amazing lady lots lots of good things to say about Michelle Brannon she you know she entered the first UK BFF when there's five people and it did look like what's this little rinky dinkity show like you know because everything was so rinky dinkity So one it's the explosion things started exploding around 2012 and now like all these new shows like, you know, PCA didn't exist. Pure Elite didn't exist. Rose, obviously that's one of the, the newer ones, but look how big they got in such a short period of time. WBFF had just started in Canada, like uh, I think it was around 2009. I, I, my years are kind of getting blended in right now. I've written, I used to write articles on, so basically I wrote an article about fitness model shows in UltraFit magazine. And that's what blew up the industry. And that's when Michelle Brandt actually came to me. She goes, I read your article. I'm thinking about competing. And I'm like, oh, no, you're going to compete. And then she won with fame. And then she went on to UKBFF and became a a pro with IFBB. So it's the size of the industry. Obviously, the standards go. When you start having more people doing it, the standards go go up as well. It's just a whole different industry. We never thought we would be the size of how it is overseas. Like it didn't seem possible. It's kind of like how my DJ friends tell stories in Ibiza where they said, we'll never have a club with over a thousand people in it, you know, back in the day. And then (laughs) look at Ibiza now.
0: Yeah. God, even think about Ibiza, is absolutely crazy. Can't wait to go over there post COVID. But um, no, I love that. And even (coughs) me, it's been five years since I've been in the industry. And even then, I think it was still the days where there was—I think it was yeah, UKBFF, there was Miami Pro. And that was pretty much it. It
1: was big five years ago. It's just bigger now. No, 2015 was still big. There was a, there was a lot lot more than there was before, like 2012 is when it started getting getting the growth. But as each year, yeah, it's almost like ex- exponentially growing. Just like COVID, it's exponentially growing. It's not. It's, it's just so massive. I can't believe how big like PCA got and two, two bros and everything. It's just huge.
0: Yeah. It's mad. It's mad for yourself, Audrey, before you got into posing coaching, or even Audrey as a child, was Audrey as a child, very confident?
1: No, I was extremely shy. I came from, uh, you know, um, an abused family where I didn't talk to anyone. Like I remember my mom wanted me once to be a flower girl in a wedding. And it was like, no way. Like, there was like I didn't talk to people. I was shy. I was quiet. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I, I I in gym class I'd cry if the ball hit me. You know I was not I was not that person at all when I was a child. Like completely, completely different. Even though these days you see kids who are you know so confident. I can't imagine how they're going to be when they're adults. You know you see these kids dancing and singing on TV and you think yeah. wow at three years old you're like that already. You're nah. taking charge of the room like wow the the world has opened up for for people who can have confidence so early on
0: so what changed for you then like what was the shift that got you to where you are now like because I can imagine when you were younger you would never have thought that you'd be doing what you're doing now and have the confidence because I, I from my perception like you come across as a very strong confident person I think some people might think oh she's yeah, you know, she's always been confident she's always been Always been like this, but actually, a lot of times it's it's not, and it's it's come from somewhere. So, where has it come from for you?
1: That is a very difficult question to ask. It probably was gradual, coming out of childhood to teens to. So, I don't, I wouldn't even know. Like when people do tell me that all the time, I'm like, oh, am I like that? <laughs> you know, they also say like I'm nuts that I'm crazy the way I act. I'm like, oh, am I? I just to me, I'm I'm the nor I'm normal, right? Mm. So I don't know. I don't even. Like, of course, I'm confident, and I don't um like you just have to not give give a shit really right when you're a performer like you know my first day of acting school like to get into acting school you have to, they make you do all these crazy things to audition like run down the hall cluck like a chicken do this and the first day of acting school they're like get on the floor and be a cow in front of people you haven't even introduced yourself to and that's what life is you just jump in and you don't you don't even think about it you don't think oh i'm in a room full of people i don't know and you're asking me to get on all fours and be a cow you just you just do it because that's what, what you have to as a performer. You just have to go for it. You can't put the filter on. So I guess I don't have a f- filter, perhaps. In some situations, I would just say I'm in a really formal situation. I would know <laughs> to tone it down.
0: <laughs> well, a cow, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now's not the time to be a cow on all fours, perhaps. like So I guess in, in some situations, I wouldn't go going, wait a second. There's a different vibe in this room. And it's like, I'm not going to be myself i'm you know it's not it's not appropriate perhaps so yeah i guess i don't know i don't actually know when it when there was there was no like switch it just probably happened gradually but i definitely had zero i was the shy the shyest kid in in school for sure
0: that's mad i would never have thought that never thought that it just shows that you just never know you just never ever know someone's background and it shows that anyone can get to that level as well it doesn't matter what you're you know what you were like as a child i think sometimes those things can actually frame us to yeah. a degree of those self-beliefs. And it's really powerful to be self-aware sometimes to kind of question yourself, being like, why am I holding myself back from this posing? Why am I not feeling confident? So no, it's interesting You've to hear. You nail
1: on the head, why am I holding myself back? And people do, they hold themselves back, even though they're doing it because they want to do it. Nobody forced them to. Yes. They put all these blocks on themselves. And that's, that's exactly what happens.
0: Like I noticed it in our first session, I, I can't remember what I said, but you called me out for being negative, and I was like, oh, why am I even? I I didn't, I didn't realize I had to really stop myself. And you were like, no, we're not, we don't do any negative self talk. And it is mad how much that has an impact, especially with your posing. And I think personally, like the walk, if you have the perception that you're not confident, you're not this, you're not that, how do you think you're going to walk? Like it's those little things, and I'm glad you pulled me off on it because
1: yeah, I can't do that or I don't, that's not me. Or something like that along those lines. I can't remember the words. And I don't allow negative self-talk. I say, Well, how can we rephrase that? You can say, This is very difficult, let me focus a bit better. Can mm-hmm. we break it down a bit more? I need I see I need extra. I'm very solution oriented with my students where nothing's a problem. We have to like yeah, rephrase it. And it's not like I can do it. It doesn't even have to be. I can do anything. It is like okay, this is this is difficult. Let's let's have a plan of attack for it. And with my students also, I say like you know we are we're used to say lying to teachers when we were in school, right? Like oh I did do my homework. It's done. You know, and we're you know maybe cheating a little bit on a test or something like that. But when we're adults and we're hiring a coach, we I want my students to come to me and go okay I. I messed up this week. I told you I was gonna do this practice, but I didn't do it, and then it's like, okay, let's problem solve and, and find a solution. What were the problems that came up? And How can we you know, figure it out for next week? So being honest with yourself is also being honest with your coach. And I, I've had you know, quite a few students this year already where sometimes it is, let's take the week off. As long as I know what's happening in their life, it's not, I'm not gonna beast somebody. I will say, let's take the week off. You need, you need to shut down and relax and then we'll pick it up and they always come back refreshed. That doesn't happen that often where we need to just stop what we're doing, but problems do come up in life and little blocks blocks come up and then we can work through everything. As long as you're honest with yourself, then you can be honest with your coach.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent with that. A hundred percent with that. So how, yeah, you probably get this question quite a lot, but how far out do you need to be practicing? Like, I don't know about you. I'm glad I came to you now, <laughs> even though I've, I've practiced before. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, how long, for maybe like a first timer, would you say? Like, typically, people come to you to start their posing.
1: One year out, most people say. Again, I hear the same thing all the time. They're like, Audrey, I want to save my posing till closer to the show. And I always say, I'm the champion maker. I'm not Jesus. Yes. Now, you'll you could. Yeah, be okay up there, but you don't spend all this time, money, effort to just be okay or to massively screw up. And people who aren't my students, when they finally do come to me and they're like, oh my God, it was so different being with you. I was so prepared. Now, when I say a year out, I don't mean I'm seeing you every week for a session and you're practicing an hour a day. The people who start a year out, whether they start my beginner's course, which is like a three week course over six weeks, plus my online. So it's like, you know, for quite a few months, um, you know, they're not practicing that much, but they're trickling it in. Mm-hmm. And then the ones who are doing one-to-one, yeah, I might have them just on once a week practice. And then they do once a month, a one-to-one, and they also get a free, free drop-in. Everyone gets a free drop-in who's on a package with me. So it's spread out over the year, but this is how you get it into your muscle memory and also how we develop your personality. Cause I don't know who anybody is when I first meet them. So I can't quite develop their stage personality because I want you to be you on stage. You're not going to be me. You're not going to know mm-hmm. none of my students are, are carbon copies of each other. We're all different. Mm-hmm. So that can't happen in one session, two sessions, three sessions the month before. And then when you do finally get up there because you've done first my technical, then my stage presence, then you've done my lessons on how to deal with nerves. You are fully prepared when you're up there. Mm-hmm. And every one of my students is like, that was so easy compared to your classes. Your classes were harder. That's why why I make my classes harder because you're going to be so prepared, but you talk to anyone who's not well trained who goes up there and they'll tell you it was a horrible experience and they wish they had been better prepared. I hear that all the time from people who aren't my students. So yeah, year out ideally and then we spread it out. You know, some people do a little bit less than that, which is absolutely fine, but that's the ideal amount of time to get ready because you're going to be in front of a thousand people, judges staring you down lights camera action someone's gonna bump many people are gonna bump into you mm-hmm. the stage is gonna feel different than your home studio everything is coming at you and I say it's like a bomb going off like can you do your routine with bombs and minefields going off around you yeah you know and someone you know calling you the wrong name and like it's just imagine like this war scene can you still keep it together during this and that's what people don't realize, it happens so fast. You've been on stage before. It feels like it's over in a second, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I always say to people now, like, if you get the opportunity to do more than one category, I really do recommend it because it goes so bloody fast. You're like, what? It's
1: adrenaline fast. makes time go by differently. And mm. adrenaline and nerves are actually a great thing. It does... Even though it makes you want to run and jump out the window and run for the hills, at the same time, it gives you a heightened experience. Mm. So it's important to embrace the nerves too and be like, I recognize, you know, I'm shaking and I'm nervous, but this is actually a heightened state of being that we're not in all the time. Like right mm-hmm. now, we're all kind of locked down and <laughs> shuffling around the house, you know? Like yeah. None of us, we're not, we don't have any adrenaline today, do we? Like it's actually a, quite a nice feeling that, um, you know, it can help you rather than mm-hmm. hinder you if you know how to harness it properly.
0: Yeah, definitely. With the, like, with the pros that you work with, what's, like, if you could nail, like, certain, I don't know, whether it's characteristics or personality or mindset, like, who, who do you notice performs the best? Like, do you think, over the, all the years that you've been doing this, can you start to kind of build, like, certain traits or certain habits that kind of make the ones... The ones who perform the best become the best, if that makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes. Easy, easy, easy answer to that. So a lot of people say, can you, as soon as someone walks in, can you tell who's going to be a champion? Of course, some people have better bodies than that, but that's not necessarily who, who wins. It helps, but it's the person who does all the homework. If they do the homework with me, I know they're doing the training with their coach. You know, I know that it's, it's the people who, I give them the, the homework, the plan, follow it to the letter. Of course, they they can come back and go, I had trouble with this. That's a little bit different. But mm. it's the, I've had people who, they hire me, but then they're second guessing and they change a couple things in what I've told them to do.
0: Mm.
1: And it's interesting how they think, I know better because I've watched 50 hours of, they, they know better because they've watched 50 hours of YouTube, plus their friend competed and they've been yeah. watching Instagram for a year. For some reason, you know, I like to compare that to, is I'd be like me, I know a lot about law because I watch law programs on TV. Yeah. I love watching law programs. I've been watching law programs on TV since, since childhood. Am I a lawyer? Could I represent myself in court? Hell no! Mm. It's like why would I think I know how to be a lawyer, even though I seem to think I know quite a bit. I've, I've you know, I really enjoy those programs. Yes. So I'm 50 years old watching those shows, but I'm not a lawyer. I could not represent myself in court. So much I would be pulverized. You know, it would be be horrible. Yes. But that's what people think. They're like, well, I watched YouTube videos for a year, and my friend competed, and I talked to somebody. You have no idea. What you, how bad you're going to be because of those changes that you've made. You have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll use a little ex, little example of um, uh, one of my students. And yeah, she messed up. She never messed up again after that. She's like, I'm so sorry, Audrey, for messing up. But the the day before, she thought my routine's not fancy enough. Oh my God, I need to add something in. So mm-hmm. she added in arms over her head as she was walking down, which yeah. then put her center of balance off. She stumbled in her first pose, which she would never have done, and then her face went—her face fell as the rest of her routine, almost like dominoes kind of fell apart. <laughs> yeah. And one, the arms up in the air didn't suit her, plus putting arms up, that would... That would take forever to teach because you, unless you're a dancer, I can teach you in one session if you're a dancer, like a proper dancer, professional, but that's not something you learn. There's a really, there was a million reasons why that was wrong. And then, yeah, it screwed up the rest of the routine, like a domino effect. And then when I said, send me your routine, that your, your stage footage, she was like, I was going to edit it out because I was so, I know you're going to be so mad. And I said, yeah, there's, and I'll tell you why that made you screw up. Like, don't ever change anything without asking me and especially, you don't change something the night before. I would, I would never have added something in the night before. It's just suicide. So there's an example of someone, and then she won her pro card, her WF pro card, with the next show with me. She said, "I'll do everything you say. It all makes sense." So sorry, I doubted you. Um, and I've got, a, I've got a, quite a few stories like that where, yeah, people think they're gonna like, they're gonna do the icing on the cake, or the, they're gonna change the foundation of the house, and it never goes well. And I. You know, the lawyer example is a great example, you know, like you're not an expert just because you've been watching YouTube for a year. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I think sometimes people panic, don't they? You like the the day before your show, you start you go into a bit of a panic mode. But as you say, that is why you have your coach. And that is why you have your posing coach. That is why you get the people around you because when you're in that state, sometimes you can't really see the wood from the trees, whatever that saying is. So it is important just to follow through. Like you're just at the end, you don't wanna cock it up like the day before because you're panicking thinking, oh, I need more. Whereas actually sometimes you don't.
1: And the people who do fall to the tier, I almost wanna say my male students, I have like, when I think about the most perfect students, instantly men start popping into my head where, they literally come back the next one to one. Everything's done. Cause I always say, okay, show me your routine. If, or, or you send me a video of, if when we're doing the zooms and then I'm like, okay, done. Now we can do level th- the next level. Okay, done. Now we can do level three, but mm-hmm. it's the people who, it's, they come back and only half is done. So we almost need to repeat lesson one now because mm-hmm. I can't give you lesson two if the foundation of the house isn't there. Mm-hmm. But I, there's a, quite a few men that, that come to mind right now who just, yeah, I just remember going, you did everything I said. Okay, next lesson. And then they can advance quite quickly and they don't second guess anything. Or they bring the question to me That is fine. Someone to say, what about this Audrey? And most of the time I'll say, that's the dumbest idea in the world because look, that made your waist thick, you know, your balance is off there. And, I'll explain, and they'll be like, oh, I get it. Okay. Or sometimes it is a good idea and I'm going, great. Let me just refine it a little bit. Or once yeah. in a while, it's like, yeah, let's just use that. But as long as they're honest with with me, then I can work with anything because it is your body mm. and you know, some things are going to feel good on when you're doing it and you, or you think I want to do this and then just bring it, just bring mm. it to me and then it's, it's super easy for me to work with it. But I'd say for the most part that people who do come to me they, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not the cheapest coach out there. So they, they, they know. I'm hiring Audrey. She's got the track record. She's got the champion. She knows what she's doing. Her students mm-hmm. look great. The biggest compliment I have is that you could always tell your students on stage, even though they're all different, you can always tell. That's Audrey's. That's Audrey's. That's Audrey's. That's Audrey's because of how confident they are and how how well they're performing. Whether it's a simple simple, you know, routine or it's one of the more my bigger pros. But you could always tell who's mine because of how they're just in so much control of their bodies and their confidence up there. And, um, yeah, that just comes with the good, the good ones who become the champions when they have the habits with me, they have the habits with their coach. They have the habits later on with their businesses in life. Like it's really a knock on effect. And I've been doing this so long that I can observe, observe that. So yeah, I I quickly, we'll see who's doing the homework. And sometimes I don't mind if I have to give the one, you know, pep talk at the beginning I'll give an example like even uh, Joel Corey you know super famous with his music now when he was on my courses Mm -hmm. at first he didn't get how much homework there was now he's a very hard worker but he didn't quite get it and I sat him down I said I'm going to fire you as a student if you don't come back with your homework done because I don't have time for someone to come back with their homework not done it's like Mm -hmm. we got we got work to do and that's all he needed he, like, okay, I get it. And then he, yeah, he signed up for like the 10 one-to-one package. You did the course. He did everything I say. He won his Miami pro pro card uh, champion, mm-hmm. overall title, uh, purely overall title. And then I did tell him though, don't do three shows in a row. That's too much. You'll be burnt out. And he really wanted to do it cause he had the first show energy at the beginning. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: once he did the third one, he said, you were so right. Three was too much. And then he didn't win. He didn't win that one. And because I said, right now you're on your first show. There's an energy you have, which is awesome. I, and I get it. That's not going to, you won't physically be able to sustain that for three shows in a row. Please just do the first two. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I love the Audrey, you were right. I'm always <laughs> right. I'm always right. Took a year off and then came back and got his WBF pro card. But yeah, he was a wreck. It's just too, it's too much on the body. Yeah. It's way too much. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's hilarious. Talking about WBFF though, let's talk like overall with the fitness, fashion, federations. What are the kind of biggest mistakes you think people make when it comes to their overall look, for example?
1: So if we talk about it, they're all slightly different. Um, mm-hmm. All the shows are slightly different, so let's just talk about WBFF. So WBFF, they're modeling themselves after the Victoria's Secret fashion show. They want to be the Victoria's Secret of the fitness world. Mm-hmm. So just by like thinking about that look with the, with the hair, the body, the bikinis, all the, obviously the body's going to be more muscular because it's, it's the fitness, but that's kind of what they're modeling themselves after as a, like a show, an entertainment show. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole different vibe and it's very natural the posing. The biggest mistakes that that girls make is they overcomplicate everything. Now, I'm the first posing coach to ever have ever put arms up in the air, you know, back in 2010. Then everyone started doing it and really badly. I only gave it to my professional dancers as as a way for them to stand out. But now everyone's overdoing everything. Mm. And it's just like this sloppy, fidgety mess up there for the most part. I was watching some videos. I needed to see some stages in America and it's gotten so out of control. Where the occasional hand up was quite nice and now it's just people are trying to get airborne with flapping their arms around yeah it's yeah it's just they they're just doing too much and they're not doing they're too much well mm. if you're going to do something you have to do it well and what i'm not seeing that so much anymore and of course that's not all the shows and you know there's a lot of good i've seen a lot of good good stuff as well but mm. overall that's the biggest mistake that I'm seeing is just gotten so sloppy up there because they girls think that's what they want because that's what they saw on YouTube yeah. <laughs> that famous I saw it on YouTube or I saw it on Instagram so they think well that's what you're supposed to be doing and no
0: yeah, uh, no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's a no from me <laughs> I really like what you t- you mentioned about like the simplicity. That's a key thing that we were sp- were speaking about, and I never even never even thought about it until you mentioned it. Of sometimes the simplicity is actually what makes you stand out when everyone else, you know, like You can understand what people are trying to do on stage; they're trying to grab that attention. But sometimes the less is actually more. That's definitely one thing I've learned from you already.
1: Oh, definitely, for sure, for sure.
0: And for yourself, like you, you, you,
1: you wanted to start the bodybuilding type federations first and then you were kind of saving this because I know you're really excited to eventually do something like WBFF. Like, how come you started with the the bodybuilding type shows first before you came to these ones?
0: Oh, I like this. Audrey's now the host. I think, I think, do you know what a big thing was? And I think a lot of people do this because a lot of other people were doing it. So I kind of was like a sheep when I first started. Oh, I love that then yeah a lot of times everyone else
1: jumped off the cliff so I'm gonna jump off the cliff even though <laughs> even though I prefer another show perhaps like yeah. I think oh I love that I when I was younger I did all that too if somebody did something even if it didn't make sense even if they had an opinion on something when I was younger I'd be like oh, okay that's my opinion too because <laughs> I have heard it from my friend do you know what I mean so yeah I love that though I think it's about being true to yourself so when people ask me Audrey which is the best show I'm like they're all great I love all the shows, I've coached champions for every single show from, you know, UKBFF, Two Bros, PCA, My Pro, Purely, Lee, UK UKUP, mm-hmm. FMC, like each, everything, WBF. it's, they're all great shows. And the way you find out which one's best for you, one, watch a show. Yeah. Do you like the vibe at the show? Yes, no. Okay. Second question, look at all the champions, so you say it's like bikini two bros that you want to wanna do. You look at mm-hmm. all the champions from the last year in your country, not in a different country. There's mm-hmm. different there's baby differences. Mm-hmm. So you look at all the champions from two bros in the UK from the last year. Do I look like that champion? And in the amateur category, not the pro category, because the mm-hmm. looks are slightly different. If you have a similar look, then that's the category for you. But if you're looking at all the bikini champions, say, now pure elite from the last year, and I say the last year because every show... Changes slightly. What they were choosing three years ago might not be what they're choosing now, and it mm. might be a minor difference. But over cross sections from last year, you can see what they what they chose, mm. and then you're like, "Do I look like that?" And all the federations have slightly different requirements for their bikini category. So if you're bikini, if you win bikini Miami Pro, you might not win it with WBFF, mm. or you might. And sometimes this is the other thing why you need to see many of the champions. Sometimes someone wins even though they're not, say, typically bikini just because everybody else who showed up wasn't that good. So yeah. they chose maybe somebody who was way more cut um, than they normally do because the other ones were like really not in the running at all. So sometimes you'd be like, oh, that doesn't make sense how she got in there. That's why we look at – the whole the whole last year yeah and that's that's simply it do you do you like the show and do you have the same look as that person like some of my girls love the formality of say UK uh VFF you know when there's no you know no music playing and it's quite formal and it's set poses they love that and that's awesome but so my other students are no 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 I want the glamour and the glitz and And also the other thing is budget too. Like WBFF is the most expensive show with everything because you have to do the tanning and the makeup and everything with there. And it's very expensive. So you actually have to think, am I willing to spend that kind of money? And that's fine if the answer is no, and you're going to save it for later. time, But you can't go into a show like WBFF and do it half-assed. You can't get a a cheap bikini. You can't not do the posing coaching. If you're doing Mm. WBFF you have to spend money on everything or you will not be up to speed because everybody else is. The bikinis, yeah. um, everything. So,
0: yeah. One thing I would say as well from that, people have the perception that WBFF is expensive. However, I did the math. If you do free back-to-back two-bro shows, for example, right? Mm-hmm. All the costings involved, it's pretty much the same as a WBFF show. So I think people's perceptions are very, very interesting because you could do five shows and pay the same price overall than you would do the WBFF but if you're not doing the WBFF because you think it's too expensive but then do five shows you're kind of that did you factor in
1: the tan, the tanning and the makeup costs and yeah. the, and the entrance fee? You did everything awesome. I love I love you already. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I love spreadsheets and I love doing things like that. And that is oh my god, that's so awesome. You're right. A lot of them would do the 3 3 you know two rows and then say WF2 expensive. I love that. So yeah, it's all perception on how to how to do things. I've been there.
0: I've had the stupid mindsets with this competing life sometimes, with WBFF, with the posing, with selection, selection of shows. I've been an absolute idiot about it. But you've just got to be self-aware and just love for my mistakes, girls. Trust me. <laughs> it's not worth it.
1: <laughs> posing how I do it you can spread out the cost like you can start with a beginner's course which again the course itself is over six weeks but there's also the online you practice with before and then you can sign up for either another course or you can sign up so you, you spread it out and it's actually like it's very manageable to do. It's not like giving one big lump cost at the beginning of the year. It's like a little yeah. bit here a little bit here and then you're always got your toe in the posing yeah because I do know it's expensive for people and the average the average person yeah that works much better for them than just doing one big lump lump like that. So Mm. spreading it out, budgeting it, figuring out. But if you're going to do a show, you do it right. And if this year you can't do it right, save it for next year. It wasn't such a hurry to get on stage. I love when someone says, I've decided to do a later show, Audrey. I'm like, that's always music to my ears. Yeah. That's always music. I think only there was only one girl last year who I was like, no, I, you you are so ready right now because she had started the year before and then everything got canceled. Mm-hmm. But everyone else who said they were going to do a later show, I was like, yay, yes, <laughs> yes. So it was only one girl like, no, no, you're actually, actually ready. So you're the one who doesn't need to do a later show. But everyone usually needs more time for everything. Yeah. They don't realize how long it takes and not just with the posing, but with everything else that goes on around it. Mm-hmm. It's just do it right. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the, the, the training. Enjoy days off at the beginning of the year, you know, when you're still allowed days yeah. days off and socializing. And it's a lifestyle because you don't want to be one of those people who just does it really strict for a show yeah. and then you have a horrible off season. It's a lifestyle that and if you start far out, you know, you can have your, your cheat meals and your cheat days and days off and not as intense training. And then you might never even need intense training and you never, never may never need cardio if you start far out. You might just have a a fairly easy prep if you start far out.
0: One thing that came to mind when I Purchased your um, course was buy cheap, you buy twice. I buy right the first time. I'm not going to have to spend more money having to make, you know, kind of flesh over the mistakes that I've made from either going elsewhere or trying to learn it myself. And I think that's true of everything we're competing. Sometimes, yeah, I, I do have a couple of episodes and blogs where I talk about how you can save money here and there. But there are certain things like if you buy cheap, you are going to buy twice. If you try and shortcut, there is a cost. At some degree, whether it's time, stress, or money, so absolutely and
1: absolutely, and that's why you know people are when they try to cut corners on their posing. they like, you know, they go to a posing coach who has like you know a few months' experience. Sure, they want to show themselves, and sure they can walk well themselves. I sure hope your posing coach can walk walk very well and pose really well. But can look at how many champions I have. Can they take somebody with two left feet and make them a champion? Mm. Can they take a cross section of many people? and make them not screw up on stage and and win it's like the numbers have to be there in order for the quality to be there um, and i think that's why a lot of people be like oh that person wanna show and that coach is walking beautifully but can they teach you to do the same thing in in your own way that's that's where the you know that's why you're paying for an expert but these days with any industry it's not just uh, posing coaching and stuff with any industry there's a lot of people who aren't properly qualified that are getting hired and then the results just aren't there definitely
0: do you know what I've just realized I'm just sitting there thinking about my Miami pro that I did last minute I lost to one of your clients of course you did (laughs) (laughs) just in there and I was like got third who came second I think first I think she posted something I remember the second place and I remember this. Oh, my God. I remember watching, like, looking at the stage photos. I was like, that's an orgy client. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That just says it all, mate. That just says it all. I <laughs> love
1: it. I love it. That's what I have a lot I've had that said to me a lot of times. I was so sick of placing second to your girl, so I came to, decided to come to you.
0: <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. All right. Another, I think we'll, well, there'll be two questions or two sort of topics, but the one I really want to talk about, because we mentioned this on the other call that we had, was about age and the perceptions perceptions toward, towards age, especially in the competing sport. Because it can be something that holds people back from doing either entering a show for the first time, doing a certain type of federation or doing a certain type of posing. Um, And I know you've had experiences with that with competitors coming to you who are masters competitors, for example, and being very worried about their age, holding them back and that sort of thing. So I don't know if you want to touch on that from what we spoke about. I'm
1: talking about about age. So basically I I hear that a lot. Like I'm too old to compete. I'm like, you want to be the oldest in the show because you will get more attention than anybody else. There's a million other 20 year olds who, you know, look Mm -hmm. great. But if you're, if you're 50 and you compete The audience will be the loudest for you. So I used to, as you know, I used to host, I hosted Miami Pro since the first day before Mm. I left the UK, I hosted Pure Elite. And it's the people who are 50 that the audience goes the craziest for and that usually get more exposure after because it's more important. The other category that does really well is the fit moms, the ladies who've had a lot of children. Mm. Um, So, and I'll use like Verity Grease, who is one of my posing students um, of La Diva Design. She got her WBFF Pro card at age 50 that's when she got her pro card like it's it's possible but also you you know maybe you don't do this because you want to win maybe it's you're always in competition with yourself did i improve my body did i improve my stage presence did i improve like if if you think about it you're always just trying to better yourself you can't control who else shows up that day but if you go on stage and you're like i am better than i was last show or last month that's what a a real competition is and whether what no matter what kind of competition it is you know as give you that pep talk to a friend of mine who's in a dance competition and she had some stiff competition and I said, as long as you know you're bringing a better package with all the areas you needed to improve on and you've done all the training, all the practicing, you know, all the costume work, if you can say to yourself, there's nothing more I could have done in practice and this and that, that's, you've won and you've gone on and you've got done a great performance. And it's quite funny that friend of mine that i'm thinking about in this dance contest you know she didn't win but then her video on youtube got something like 50 million hits and the winner didn't get that so you know from her getting dance dance she probably got a lot of jobs off that in the long run i know she was disappointed she didn't win but you really think well, why am i doing a contest i'm doing it to better myself to give myself a goal you know everyone has slightly slightly different reasons so even if you don't win you need to step back and go, what, what was the real reason for doing it?" Because the trophy, only one person can get that first place trophy. but age should never stand in the way you, I think you almost want to be older doing these shows because you are you are the one that's really imp- really impressive because you are older and probably you know, with children and everything else that you goes along with it. So yeah, mm-hmm. age should never never hold anybody back.
0: I'm always in awe of the master's competitors. I'm like, damn, this is goals. Like there is like, you know, it doesn't matter. And I'm always impressed by them. Also, muscle maturity is a thing.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. Again, have you seen Veronique Reza's body? Like she is, she's Mm. always trained her entire life and she could take 10 years off training. She'd probably still
0: look the same. Like it's just Mm -hmm. solid in the muscle. I love that. If you were to compete again, where would you, what, what, where would you compete,
1: Audrey? <laughs> yeah, I uh, would never compete again. But that's a, that's a funny question. I've never been asked that. No right?
0: Oh my god! No one's
1: ever asked me that. Because I my role as the mama, as everyone calls me, like it's just it's just my natural role. Like I i still, I'm still a performer. I still, I still book dance gigs and I haven't done any, any acting in that lately, but mm-hmm. I still perform professionally get paid professionally to perform. But as far as competing goes, yeah, that's, I'm glad I did it the one time because, you know, I, I love being a pioneer in the industry because of, because I did that show with three people. I helped to grow the industry and it was, it served a wonderful purpose and I'm, that would I would never have been here if I hadn't jumped in for that Mm. but no competing is it's not if I go on stage I get paid to go on stage
0: yeah (laughs) what made you go for that show in the first place though
1: um okay so I had heard of these shows in the back of oxygen magazine which was big you know um, in the 2000s and I was and but it was only in Canada in America And so I flew back home to Canada and I, just for the contest, actually in Toronto, it was called Fame. It was insane. It was this big expo with all these bodybuilding stars giving seminars, three days of shows on stage. And it just seemed so like, what is this world? It Mm. just was so amazing. And this this three-day event, it was so huge. Like there was so much to see. Like it's like a body power combined with a WBFF, you know, like it was, it was so big. And then I was like, I want to do this, but there was nothing in the UK. I couldn't find anything in my Google searches. Was it even Google back then that we searched? <laughs> like, I couldn't find anything. There was no Facebook back then either. And then I finally found something, you know, a couple years later. And that's why I was like, Yay! And I didn't expect to show up. And there was only gonna, there was one other. First of all, another guy in the show. And then it turned out that my friend joined on the spot. She was a bodybuilder, so she joined and did the muscle model uh, mm. category for the females. I didn't expect that. I thought I was going to show up and have a good size show after what I'd seen in Canada, right? Because mm. I, I didn't know. And then I was like, wow, there is nothing. There literally is nothing in the UK. So, yeah, it was because of the, seeing in the back of Oxygen magazine, you know, I was into going to the gym and that and... Yeah, it a whole different world back then.
0: Love it. Absolutely love it. Right, last question for you, Audrey. I hope you're ready. So, what makes you not just a bikini girl? So, it has to be something that isn't related to fitness that people might not know about you. Oh, I wish you had told me this one before. Now I have to edit
1: going, do I tell them that? Do I tell them that? Do I tell them that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh good lord, this is a tough one. Actually, I've I've got one. Okay, so then this so when the pandemic hit, I actually was pursuing something I wanted to do as I turned 50, and I decided I wanted to perform full-time again. I'm mm-hmm. not giving up my posing coaching because that's that's easy to do daytime. So I got I was on a US visa as a burlesque performer in the states and I was on a full tour. I was touring America Wow. booked every single weekend touring and that was my goal is like I'm turning 50. So I, this visa is called Alien of Extraordinary Ability. You have to be prove that you're the best in your industry. So with all my performance experience and the help of a lawyer, I got the Alien of Extraordinary Ability to be a performer in the States and wow. I was touring and um, I'd, I'd already done like seven different uh, bookings and then I had another seven weeks ahead of me and then the pandemic hit and it came and chopped and me. So that's how, what I did when I left the UK, I was still doing my posing coaching because I'm online. I've been online uh, solely, Not, I didn't go online because of the pandemic, I went online before that, I said online is way better than in person for a lot of reasons. So I'd mm-hmm. already been online, so I was able to still do that. Because when you when you're performing, it's usually the back end of a week, so it wasn't um, affecting my posing. Mm-hmm. But it was just something I wanted to do. I was like, I, I want to show that you know, at fifty, you can do whatever you want. And I I loved it. It was a personal challenge because also physically, you know, you need peak energy at one in the morning when you're when you're performing at, at clubs and that you need. And it was like I loved the challenge of I need to get my it's not about how you look, I'm always in shape, but it's like managing your energy for peak energy at night and managing all the exhaustion of traveling and then you're in a hotel and there's noise. And I love the challenge of having to do all that. Because a lot of my friends who are long retired from performing, they're like, how did you do that at 50? It's not how do you look good at 50? It's how did you have the energy to do that Mm. at 50? And I really enjoyed the challenge of it. And it's fine, like with the pand- with I still have my visa, I have a three-year visa, I can go back down, I have age- agents and everything that will book me once the mm-hmm. bookings come back. But it was like, I'm glad I got the the first end of my tour on that, because that was just something I really wanted to do. And it was just a bit of fun. It's not like this major, oh, a big thing to do. It was just like, you know what? it's just a little thing I want to do even though it's a big thing and I wanted to do it and I did it and I would have preferred to finish the next seven weeks that I had. I had bookings like all over the states, Colorado, South Carolina. It was like all over the states and I was looking forward to seeing parts of the states that I don't normally go to because I usually stick to like the New Yorks and LA and Miami places. So I would have had a really fun rest of the adventure. But the first part of the adventure was really fun. I was like, you know, I went to Arizona to Phoenix and I got to go hiking all throughout the day because hiking is my, my, my thing that I love doing. Wow. So, and I got to go, I was in Florida and I was on the beach. Like, it was just like... F- such a fun, I love the touring lifestyle because I've been a performer before, so I love that whole lifestyle. And it was just fun to just a fun little thing to do that I wanted to do. And also the accomplishment to get the visa, because they don't give out the alien of extraordinary visas to just anybody. So you have to prove that you are the best in your field. So so there, there's a big big secret.
0: That's amazing. I would never ever have thought or known about that either. So that is ridiculous. That's mad. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Where is your favorite place in America? You know what? I really loved Arizona.
1: Um, I spent a lot of time. I was uh, living in Las Vegas. I was settling in Las Vegas. I'd also spent a month living in Florida. And then when I went for this gig in Arizona and, It reminded me where I'm from in Vancouver. The mountains are so close to the city. So you could just take an Uber to a mountain, go for a couple hours hiking and take an Uber back to your hotel. I love having mountains close to me like I do in Vancouver. And that's how it is in Vancouver. You could be in the center of downtown, take a taxi to the mountains. I don't live there. I don't have my own car. Take a taxi back, you know, and then you still have your whole day to yourself. So Phoenix, but you wouldn't want to be in Phoenix in the summer because it's too hot to go to the mountains. You go in there winter. Mm. Which is like in Celsius, yeah, it's still like thirty degrees, but you go early in the morning. But I, I love, I love the mountains. So, in a way, there. But I love, I loved. Oh, I love, I love Miami. Like when I go to Miami on holiday, but it's a place you wouldn't want to live. I love going to Miami on holiday.
0: I've heard that before about Miami. Like it's great to go on holiday, but not like to live. So that's yeah,
1: and oh. then I, was, I was settling in just because it was a convenient place to settle it's not because i love las vegas Mm. because when you're local it's not like you're you know on the strip it was just a very convenient place a good airport to get out get in and out of so it wasn't like my heart was there Mm -hmm. but that's where i was settling i had i was subleasing an apartment there feeling it out california you don't want to settle in because it's the most expensive state to live in and like in la the homeless um, problem has just spread out so Mm. it can be quite dangerous as well so everyone's like but you should be in la i'm like I might end up there, but not right now. You need to have a lot of money if you're going to settle in L.A. So you're not around, um, you know, all the, all the problems. There's a lot of problems in L.A. Yeah. right now.
0: <laughs> mm, no, definitely. I feel like I've gotten to know you on such, like, a different level. I'm really, really glad we've done this. Like, I'm really, really there. You've got a lot. It's just mad that you just think, like, I've followed you for years. But it's been really interesting, just like today, just to get to know you on a deeper level. And I think a lot of the listeners will like really appreciate this episode as well. So thank you for coming on.
1: Oh, pleasure! I'll come back up and turn my uh, video on. You wouldn't have seen me on the floor. I like to st- I like to stretch what I'm doing when I'm talking. <laughs> That's my thing.
0: I might Whenever- try it. I might try it.
1: Whenever I do a social talk, I, I stretch and my webcam set is, is set so I can't, could, can't bring it down with me. So whenever I do a social talk, I use my microphone. I try to just do a stretch to get it in. It's like, otherwise, I, I'm, kind of a, I'm kind of a lazy person. So I need to trick myself into doing things. So it's like, oh, if I'm doing a social talk, I stretch. That's just yeah. the way it is.
0: So thank you so much for coming on, Audrey. I think a lot of people are going to benefit from this. Um, but if people want to connect with you or find out more about you, where can they do that?
1: You can either get me on Instagram, which is Audrey Kaipio, or my website, stageposingcoach.com. And I have a beginner's course starting. So if you've never posed before, this is an incredible course. You get three live Zoom classes, hour and a half each, three video check-ins where I give you notes back, plus a fourth bonus class, a drop-in class. Plus, you get my full video posing library, which is step by step instruction. So you're actually practicing with me and my champions in the video. So you literally have me with you every single day during this whole course. You start earlier and right now you can still split the payments only 150 pounds. It's an incredible deal. You can thank COVID for these amazing deals. Um, So you can start now with the videos and then when the live course starts in three weeks, then we're on the live course. So that's the best way for people to start. Of course, I offer the one-to-ones and every package I have also you get my online posing video library. Um, So no matter which way you go, which route you go, depending on your budget, you are taken care of. And the, the posing course, it is phenomenal. People say, well, how can you do all that online? it's if I wasn't getting champions still with online coaching, if it didn't work, I wouldn't do it. Like my whole, my whole branding is you need to win me a
0: first place trophy every time. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. Thank you so much. Anyone that's listening, please do subscribe, tag us, do all that fun stuff. And we'll see you in the next episode.